It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio KCAW Sitka. Today is Monday, June 12, 2023. I'm Andrew Hames, and this is Raven News. Rear Admiral Megan Dean now commands the U.S. Coast Guard in Alaska, and as far as anyone can remember, she's the first woman to do so. Dean was sworn in at a change of command ceremony in Juneau on Friday. After the ceremony, Dean said she spent a lot of her career in Florida and she's anticipating different challenges here in Alaska. I think a lot of it up here is just obviously you all know the weather and then uh, the tyranny and distance and time. Dean said she thinks it's important for other women in the Coast Guard to see someone like them in positions of leadership, but she rejects the idea that being a woman makes her more or less capable in this role. I'm the Coast Guard officer, not a female Coast Guard officer. Um, I have had an incredible career, been given lots of opportunities, um, and, um, you know, and, and, I, and I think that's because I've been competent in the job that I'm in. Last year, Admiral Linda Fagan became the Commandant of the Coast Guard, the first woman to lead any branch of the U.S. military. The Coast Guard could not confirm on Friday that Dean is the first woman to lead the Coast Guard in Alaska, but a list going back to 1964 shows only men in the role. Coast Guard District 17 has its administrative offices in Juneau and runs all of Alaska's Coast Guard operations. Nearly 2,000 people work for District 17, and it patrols more than 47,000 miles of shoreline. Last year, the district conducted 521 search and rescues, saving 187 lives, according to Coast Guard data. Dean says that her Florida background means she's already familiar with working in an area with a lot of cruise ship tourism. When I came across the bridge from Douglas on Wednesday, I think it was, and I looked over and I'm like, that's five cruise ships are in there. I think I had awareness of it, but it was pretty eye-opening. She said that as the cruise industry expands north in the state, so do the risks of challenging evacuation and rescue operations. Dean is replacing Rear Admiral Nathan Moore, who has held the position since 2021. Her first mission is a trip to Kodiak, Cordova, and Kotzebue to meet more of the people who make up Coast Guard District 17. On Sunday, June 4th, people around the world held an unusual birthday celebration. About a dozen of those people were in Sitka on that sunny evening, participating in an impromptu demonstration at a downtown intersection. One, two, three. Great, thanks. They were celebrating the birthday of Russian dissident Alexei Navalny and honoring his efforts to fight corruption at home. Navalny is an activist who is serving a nine-year prison sentence in a maximum security prison east of Moscow on charges that most believe were fabricated by the Kremlin in order to silence him. Ukrainian-born Olga Borland grew up in Russia but lives now in Sitka. She gathered fellow expats and other supporters for the local demonstration. KCAW's Galen Payne invited Borland to share her views on Navalny's imprisonment and her desire to raise awareness about it. There was a demonstration in Sitka why in Sitka? That was a worldwide event. It was called for uh, by uh, the fund which supports Navalny, and we decided that our, our small Russian community needs to be active and proactive. And what we wanted to do is raise awareness that not all Russians think the same, that there is a big part of Russians who do not support government, uh, Putin's government, who support the war against corruption, and especially we demand the freedom of Navalny and all political prisoners. So we wanted to be a part of the worldwide event. So there are many political prisoners in Russia. How do normal Russians feel about 
Navalny and political prisoners? You know, Russians, when we use the word Russian, it's a big blanket. The people under the same blanket can have completely different opinions. Um, we went out on the street to raise awareness that not all Russians think the same. There's a group of Russians which is blinded by government propaganda. They may not even know why Navalny is in jail. But there's also people who understand what's happening in political arena and that uh, we need to support people who fight for freedom, who fight against political corruption, and many more Russians of that mind, especially the ones which have access to Western media, Western newspapers, Western radio. So many of the Russians don't have access to any kind of free press or Western radio? Correct. If you think about that, uh, the cost of the smartphone in Russia is prohibitively high, and not everybody can own smartphone and get access to internet and free media. A lot of people, they watch government channel number one, channel number two, and that's all they know. So they, do, they don't really know what's happening. Do many Russians have access to, to travel, to get out of Russia, to see other systems and other points of view? Not many, especially now. Uh, after the beginning of the war, which um, Russian media still doesn't recognize as a war, they call it special military operation. But after the beginning of the war and the sanctions imposed on Russia, a lot of Russians lost ability to get so-called foreign passport, which is travel passport to go abroad. A lot of flights canceled, a lot of countries closed their doors and entries to Russian. And therefore, the ability to travel really, really went away for majority of Russians. How do Russians regard the war, the, the war with Ukraine? Do people know about it? Or how do people find out about the information about that war? It, it's kind of like uh, trying to hide uh, a sharp object in a, in a sack. You know, it's going to poke its way through no matter what. Uh, the dead bodies coming home, the black sacks, uh, you know, body bags, that's what I mean. They're coming home, people understanding that something is going on. If the Russian propaganda tells them that Russian army is winning and they're freeing Ukraine from fascism, fascism they're actually doing completely opposite thing. And even the propaganda tells that everything, according to the plan, Putin's plan, the truth is starting to come out. It's hard to hide, even in society with a, such a suppressed media as Russia. That was Sitka resident Olga Borland speaking with KCAW's Galen Payne about the worldwide celebration of Russian political prisoner Alexei Navalny's birthday on June 4th. Special correspondent Galen Payne is a former attorney who has practiced law all over Alaska. She serves on the KCAW board of directors. A 60-foot Polynesian voyaging canoe docked in Haines last week. The Hokulia is about to embark on a trip around the Pacific. KHNS's Alan de Priminil has more. The Hokulia is a traditional Polynesian sailing canoe built for crossing oceans. The Polynesian Voyaging Society is reviving the indigenous sailing techniques of the Pacific Ocean without instruments, navigating by the stars and a deep knowledge of the ocean. The boat is built of fiberglass and was shipped from Hawaii to Juneau. The crew put the boat back together and they are visiting the towns of Haines, Huna, and Yakutat to honor old friends in the Lingit community. This is a preamble. Volunteers plan on sailing the boat around the Pacific 
with the official start of their tour in Juneau, their next stop. Hundreds of people came to the Chilkut Indian Association dock on Monday afternoon to welcome the Hokulia and its crew. Two crews in traditional Tlingit canoes paddled out to meet them in the Lincoln Canal. Tribal members wore regalia, danced and sang to welcome the crew. Visitors offered their own song in return. So my name is Moani Himuli and I am the captain from Puna to Haines. How was sailing? Oh, we didn't do any sailing. Uh, we just towed up here just for time. Um, but, I mean, it was beautiful, the trip up here. Yeah. Are you navigating with uh, GPS and so, modern instruments? Yeah, currently we're using a GPS, um, but because of the inland waterways. Um, but normally in the deep sea, we'll just use all of our non-instrument navigation. Are you rotating the role of captain as you as you travel yeah we are so this crew here started in Yakutat so from Yakutat to Huna our fellow crew member Moleko was the captain and then from Huna to Haines I was the captain and then from Haines to Juno we'll have uh, another crew member Mark Ellis be the captain Alaska is our first stop and it's the start of a bigger four-year voyage called Moana Nuiakeo um, Moana Nuiakea is a name in Hawaiian for the Pacific Ocean. So it's a four-year voyage starting in Alaska and ending um, back home in Hawaii. So we'll be sailing around the Pacific Rim for four years. Yeah, and it's a, it's a mission of ours to protect our island Earth, really. And what better way than to start in a beautiful place like Alaska. And really, it's just so that we can learn from all these other cultures and these other peoples who are fighting the same battles as we are in Hawaii. Uh, like things like clean water we want those and um, education for our kids and and then it's also a great way to perpetuate our culture by doing this non-instrument navigation are you going to be on the boat for four years i won't be on the boat for four years um, we're all volunteers so we do about a month month and a half on and then um, we go back to our lives and our jobs back home and then when we get the call from captains we go again what's your life back home um, I'm a boat builder back home. I'm also a teacher. So, yeah, I build canoes back home and I teach kids how to sail them. <laughs> that sounds like a good life. <laughs> it's a great life. Thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you. you very much. After exchanging songs, the crew went to get some rest before the potlatch-style dinner planned for the evening. For KHNS, I'm Alan DePremio. I'm Andrew Hames, and this has been Raven News.